0: it's time for sales with sully your host scott sullivan brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you the sales professional addressing your questions from twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals this is a weekly show that happens right here on inspirednewsradio.com and now your host scott sullivan Welcome to another edition of Sales with Sully. Hi, this is Scott Sullivan, and I am your host. Every single week, I answer your questions that you give to me over Twitter, some of them that you send direct on direct messaging, and some of them you just put out there on the Twitter sphere and say, hey, Sully, tell me what's going on in sales and marketing in this particular area. I've had an inordinate amount of questions and a little bit of uh, feedback regarding the actual sales cycle and some of the words and the terminology and some of the things that we've talked about on this show over the last uh, few episodes. So I've had a lot of questions, so we're going to do a little clarification. Today is the first part of a two-part series that I am calling Let's Break It Down. And what does Let's Break It Down mean? It's real simple. When was the last time that you took a real close examination of your own sales cycle? And when and what we're gonna do in the next 20 minutes right now is we're gonna talk a little bit about the big huge things. Uh, normally right now I would be playing Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton because we would be talking about those big boulders in the middle of the road or the boulders in the middle of the of the stream that we are Uh, gonna concentrate on today, just the big, huge chunks, and then we'll get into some of the details next week on part two of Let's Break It Down. So right now, let's jump right in and talk a little bit about the sales cycle. What is a sales cycle? What are some of the definitions? And let's just talk a little bit amongst ourselves about what it is that we're trying to accomplish. So the definition of a sales cycle can be a, a variety of different things, but typically, what a sales cycle means is everything from the very, very, very beginning, meaning before a customer is a prospect, before that prospect even knows that we have a product or service that, that he or she needs, or that we've even created the need for, that is where the sales cycle begins, before but they even know that they're a prospect. And then we used to call those folks suspects. They're a suspect, and then they're a prospect, and that goes all the way through the entire life cycle of the product. Now, some people say, "Okay, Scott, you're just you've lost your mind here." The sales cycle is until we get a you know purchase order, until we get a check, until we finish the close, whatever that happens to be for the sales side. Well, I t- I totally disagree with that, and I'm going to give you my argument over the next two weeks as we talk about you know, breaking it down in the sales cycle world. I believe that the salesperson or the sales professional wants to stay involved and needs to stay involved in the entire process. And I'm not saying overseeing it, and I'm not saying manage it, I'm not, because you as the sales professional are responsible for the relationship. I'm gonna give you a couple of stories. As you know, I like to tell the stories from my 30 years of experience. And I have two things I wanna share with you. First, I wanna talk about veg veG and I'm not talking about vegging on the couch and watching uh, football on a, on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon or a Monday night although that's kind of fun to do too but veg value enhancement group that's what it that is what veG stood for when I was with uh, one of my former companies that I was running the sales organization for we were responsible for some some people call origination that means we were the point pointy end of the spear, we got the first sale. But because we had a lot of products and services that added on to that first sale, then we had two teams. We had the origination team, and then we had the veg team. Both very, very much in the sales arena or business development. And what would happen is, is that the origination team would go out and they would cold call and prospect and do whatever we needed to talk about. We'll get into those details later today and they would actually get the first contract. So once the contract was signed, sealed and the first product was in its in process of delivery or installation, we would then turn the contract over warmly, I might add, to the value enhancement group or the veg. And the veg team would then go out and take that initial contract and turn it into multiple products, multiple services, all kinds of other things. Now, you've all probably experienced this at some point in your professional career where that relationship was taken out of your hands. Some people call them account managers. Some people used to call them farmers versus hunters. There's a, there's a whole different skill set. And we're not going to get into those level of detail uh, at this particular episode right now we're going to talk stay focused on sales cycle but the reason why i want to tell you that is is because no matter where you are in that in that organization, no matter where you are, whether you're the installation team, whether you're the value enhancement group, whether you're the person in product service, um, you know, or customer service that's answering the phone after the fact, those are all sales roles and they're all part of the sales cycle. So when I say the life cycle of the entire product, I'm talking about from the time that a customer buys till the time the product no longer is working or the customer has sold it or or disposed of it or it's been obsolete you know the it's been obsolete or uh, whatever whatever happens the entire life cycle of the product so as long as the product is viable and as long as the customer is viable then you, you need a sales representative to manage that relationship and that should be part of the sales cycle all the way through to the very end the other thing I want to tell you as far as a story, because the next part is going to only make sense if you understand it, and that is I want to talk about a uh, customer service or the delivery of a product or service. We used to have uh, at a company that I was running something called a red envelope experience. And what is a red envelope experience? Our colors, our corporate colors, uh, had a bright red in it. And in the Chinese culture, the red envelope actually meant uh, monetary gain, money, uh, value. The red envelope is what you would give to someone during a holiday, a birthday, or a Christmas when you would share, when you would give someone a gift of cash or money, you would put it in a red envelope. And from that culture, I learned that the red envelope experience could be translated to here in the United States as a way of saying uh, advanced customer service maybe is a good way of describing it. Or we're going to give you service above and beyond. It's, it's, It's head and shoulders above just regular customer service. It's the difference of... You know, getting out of a car and walking into a hotel and getting out of a limo and walking on a red carpet into a hotel. That type of, of level of service, head and shoulders above the norm. The red envelope experience only made sense because after the product was complete, you've gone through the complete sales cycle of selling the product, getting the paperwork done and everything's done, and then the product and or service was installed and or delivered then within whatever the follow up period would be let's say 30 days i use that as a as a milestone but you could, it can be customized to what whatever your sales cycle is then you showed up back to the customer's location with a red envelope, and in that red envelope, because that red stands out, because very few people in America actually send things in a red envelope, you show up with this oversized, beautiful, custom-made red envelope, and inside of it is the you know case study or the value, a demonstration of the value of the product or service that you sent to them, or that you sold to them and that they bought from you. And it puts it down in, in the form of a graph or a chart. And along with that is the uh, you know thank you gift of fruit basket or a bottle of wine, whatever it is that you're doing for your follow up to say thank you for your business, whatever is allowed by not only the com- the company and the corporation and all those other you know rules and regulations that we have, but something just to say in a very special way Thank you for your business, and I appreciate it. And here's a red envelope experience. Now, why do I tell you that? Because I have, uh, you know, when you try and remember something like, you know, every good boy does fine, when you're trying to remember the notes on a scale, right? So uh, there's a muma- mnemonic event or mnemonic tool that we use that sometimes helps that. Well, when I talk about sales cycles, I talk about the five big, huge chunks in the middle of the river. The five things that every sales cycle has in some form or another, and the R in this particular case is the red envelope experience. So if you don't understand what the red envelope is, then it may, does the, <laughs> the mnemonic device is not gonna make any sense. So what do we have? Every single sales cycle somewhere starts with a lead. Starts with some type of lead generation. Somebody has to want to, or believes they want more information, or we need to create a need for. So there's marketing behind that, there's guerrilla marketing, there's strategic marketing, there's tactical marketing. There's all kinds of things that go into, and we're not gonna talk about the details of it, but just suffice to say the G, is for generation and we call that lead generation whether it's prospects leads no matter how you do it whether it comes from your website cold calling email funnels click funnels Whatever it is, somehow, somewhere, some way, you need to have somebody to talk to (laughs) to actually sell them some of your products or services. So the first thing is always the G. The first big boulder in the stream is the G, and that's generation. The second thing that you have to do on almost every single sale, and and again, I'm not talking about A commodity sale Where you know That you need You know I don't know A pork belly And you call your broker And you say I'd like to buy You know Two pork bellies And what are the prices today It's not a commodity sale I'm talking about a uh, where a sales professional is involved and it, we're not you know, walking into our retail outlet and we're buying a roll of toilet paper that, and we're trying to compare. Although there's a lot of things that go along with that, but you probably don't have a professional salesperson that is guiding you through that process to buy a commodity product. If you are in a, in a scenario where you are a sales professional and trying to guide customers through that, that maze, or you're a person on the other side trying to, to buy something, it's really, really nice to have a person on the other side that is going to give you a P or presentation. So the first one is G for generation. So we've got we're generating a lead or a prospect. And the, and the first P that we're talking about now, is the presentation. And that can be everything from this is how it works to a video to it could anything along the lines of a sales presentation. It can be as simple as, hey, you want to buy one? To you know, come on in and sit down, I've got a four hour webinar that I'm going to teach you why the value proposition of this particular product or service, or this very high, highly technical uh, product or service that I sell needs to have be explained. And you need to have all of this data before you're you know, capable of making a, a, an accurate decision as to whether or not this works into your world. So, the presentation can be super simple, or it can be very, very, very difficult and very complicated, and it can be as short as a few seconds to as long as several years. So, the presentation portion is, again, we're going to dig into that in part two of, uh, you know, have you looked at your sales cycle lately and, and breaking it down. But today, we're gonna just keep it into the big chunks. So the P is for presentation. Now, one of my favorites, and I've said this a lot over the years, there is nothing better than to watch a, you know, what I call a pitch man. A pitch man, and, I, and again, this is no offense to anybody that does this for a living because I, I think it's a great skill. And it's one of those things that I'm, I'm in envy of and I, <laughs> I'm in awe of many times when I see it happen. But if you've ever been to a state fair, a local fair, county fair, uh, you know, depending on on where you go, you've probably seen a pitch man selling something within, uh, you know, that price range of a few dollars up to, it's you know, it depends, but it's it's usually money you have in your pocket or a amount that you can easily put on a credit card without causing a lot of consternation within your family most of us could pull out our credit card and spend a you know a couple hundred dollars and not cause a lot of of you know problems within our budget, or if it's like a $20 or $25 bill, uh, our price tag, we could reach in our pocket and, and pull out a $20 bill and probably not you know, kill our budget. So that's what a pitch man is doing, is you're walking by and he or she gets your attention gives you a presentation, usually with a demonstration, and before you walk away, you reach in your pocket and hand this person $20 of your hard-earned money in exchange for a product that you can carry out with you right there on the spot. Those particular you know skill sets that particular way of making a living has been around since the days of you know if you ever watched an old western where a wagon pulls in and the you know he pulls back the cover on the covered wagon and says you know and i got joe's snake oil right here that'll cure everything you put it on your head for you know baldness and you take a little drink of it and it'll cure that you know that pain in your knee so the pitch men and women, I, I don't, it's not a male, although it's probably male dominated, it's not just men that do it, but we use the term pitch man. The, those pitch men that actually go out and do that on a regular basis, that's a a really transactional form of selling where the presentation and the demonstration, the G is the generation is already taken care of because you're bringing yourself right by. You're sort of like the fly walking by the Venus flytrap and there it is, if you land in the wrong spot for just to hesitate for a moment, then you are sucked in and all of a sudden now you're watching a demonstration of whatever the product or service is that this person's selling. And there have been entire industries that have built up around that. QVC, for example, or uh, the Home Shopping Network, HSN, those types of things are usually just 24 hours a day of people explaining and presenting products to you in a visually appealing way with a compelling argument as to why you need it and as close as your telephone and your credit card you could have it in you know just a few hours delivered right to your door so that's that's been around forever and then we've also seen the infomercials that do the same thing high energy all of those are are brought to you by you know that transactional type of feel and that's the p the presentation now the opposite side of that is you could be selling you know government contracts that are hundreds of billions of dollars and may take you know five years to get through the budget cycle and there's lots and lots and lots of little pieces that have to be addressed those are still presentations and they're still the P in the five steps so you have the G for generation and you have a P for presentation then If you've done your presentation successfully and you have gone all the way through to the close which I consider to be part of the presentation and you've got the customer or the prospect now agreeing that they would like to be a customer and they understand the value proposition and they are now ready to actually purchase then you have come to the next P, which is the paperwork. The paperwork can be, going back to the pitchman at the fair, it, the paperwork could literally be a piece of paper money where you get a $20 bill, he writes it up on a receipt, hands it to you with your new, you know, whatever it is. The most famous probably in the world is the Ginsu knife, right? How many times have we seen and how many times do we use the Ginsu knife as a I don't want to say a joke but it's a it's a metaphor for that transactional selling it cuts it slices it dices it even cuts through a tin can and still it slices a tomato razor thin the ginsu knife and that paperwork that goes with that could be as simple as here's a $20 bill here's your receipt and your set of knives or it could be a visa uh, receipt that comes from a telephone call that you call a 1-800 number and go through the fulfillment but you still have to have paperwork whatever the paperwork is whether it's a handwritten receipt whether it's the you know the handshake and the exchange of a $20 bill or it's a government contract that takes, you know, 400 lawyers to sign off on, the paperwork still has to get done. So now you have the G for generation, you have a P for presentation, and you have a P for paperwork. The next one is I, and it's pretty self-explanatory. It's the installation slash delivery. And the I works because I need a vowel for my mnemonic device. So. I is installation. Now we're going to help you install it. In some cases, the installation is as simple as open the package and put it to work. And in some cases, the I is a you know five or six or ten year uh, construction project to build you know a dam somewhere or to you know build a new power plant or a new building, and it takes years and sometimes decades to get the construction project completed. But it still started with a prospect, and it still had a presentation somewhere along the way, you still had to do the paperwork, and you still have to do the installation and or the delivery. Which leads us to the last one, which I've already covered, and that is the R for the Red Envelope Experience. And I use the R for the Red Envelope Experience to signify or to hold as a placeholder for customer service, for support, for everything there is, everything falls into that bucket that is post-installation or delivery. It's everything that you have that comes after that so this week when we're breaking it down so everybody can talk about it this week we've got the five stones and next week we're going to talk about some detail around those but they all spell what i used to say is we got to talk about the gipper win one for the gipper you got to have a g for generation a p for presentation a p for paperwork and i for installation and an r for red envelope experience that's what we've got to do and if you don't know who the gipper is i that's we're going to save that for another episode google it up the the big gipper find out and when the football team used to hit the (laughs) hit the field and they would say let's win one for the gipper So that's the mnemonic device that we use to talk about the sales cycle. Everybody has a G, and you could spend a week talking about lead generation, which we're not going to do, but we're going to touch on it in a little more detail next week. Then we're also going to talk a little bit about the presentation, some of the details around that. The paperwork, of course, they used to say that the job's not done till the paperwork is finished then of course i for installation and or delivery and the r for the red envelope experience i hope you've got something out of this this week remember to stay tuned for next week because next week we're going to do part two of breaking it down have you looked at a detailed look at your sales cycle and what's going on and this week what i want you to do is as a homework assignment is i want you to take your sales cycle and break it down into those five categories for the Gipper. So get one together for the Gipper and stay tuned because next week we're going to start talking about the details. Thanks for listening to Sales with Sully. Every single week I bring you all of the answers that I can from the questions that you ask on Twitter at Sales with Sully every single week right here on Inspired News Radio. Nothing but Your questions that you ask, that we answer, and I bring you everything that you need to know to be a better sales professional in this chosen career that we've all chosen to be sales and marketing professionals. As always, I say, go out there and sell something because it's every single day. We got to keep doing it, right? So thanks for listening. And remember, get your homework done because next week, this week we're winning one for the Gipper and next week we're going to dive into the details around it. So until next week, thank you for listening to Sales with Sully. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.